And to discuss the local government elections a little further with us, we join now uh, here at the Results Operations Centre in Tswane by the uh, election specialist and founder of the Institute of Election Management Services in Africa, Terry Tselani. Thanks so much for your time. Good to see you again. Uh, good afternoon and uh, thank you very much for having me here. So interesting, wouldn't you say, Terry, some of the comments that we are seeing and also the questions that are being posed at this stage. Are you surprised by all of it? I'm not surprised in the sense that um, I don't think voter education has actually been that extensive. And um, I think uh, there is a need uh, for the society in general uh, to create a platform where uh, voter education can actually be uh, consistent throughout the year and not wait for the elections only. Because some of this thing could have been clarified during normal conversation during the year. You know, and, and and only perhaps leave uh, technical issues uh, towards the, the time when you are having the election. But some of the general information and information generally about the constitution and constitutional provisions, what does it mean? Mm. Um, I think there's got to be a program uh, that will actually educate people about those issues throughout the year. I tell you, one of the issues that most people seem to be totally flabbergasted about is the fact that one person can stand and appear on a ballot paper in uh, on the list as an independent you can be um, a member of a party and there's actually examples that people have sent us of someone who is a candidate for multiple parties and an independent candidate so speak to us about that because many south africans are finding it difficult to wrap their heads around that how does that work Remember that in order to qualify as a candidate, you've got to meet certain uh, provisions. Section 14 and Section 17 of the Municipal Electoral Act indicates those provisions that a person must meet or the requirements that a person must meet in order to be able to stand as a candidate. And there is nothing within those provisions that prevent a person from standing uh, as a candidate for one, for more than one political parties or to stand as, a, as an independent. Um, however, what normally happens is that the Electoral Commission has a duty and responsibility to inform the political parties uh, which have got a candidate standing either as an independent or standing in other uh, platforms uh, to inform them uh, and check whether they are aware uh, of uh, such a, you know, a situation. Mm. So what happens in the event that this person actually wins on multiple platforms? What happens then? It means that person uh, is a very lucky person <laughs> will choose will choose whatever they want to choose. And then therefore, if uh, uh, he had, uh, or she or he had been nominated by a particular political party and decides to stand and, and, and accept position as now a ward candidate, it, it would mean that you would have to resign from that political party and then there would be a vacancy in that particular party. All of these things happening as we speak. But Terry, also, it is not elections as usual. Um, not only do we have a pandemic, we are seeing more candidates, you know, people uh, in the lead up to this particular election. Uh, there's been a lot more robust discussion and engagement. And uh, we also see people in some instances just being downright disappointed and uh, seemingly apathetic about the process as we go ahead because of the lack of delivery on the promises from the previous election. So let's talk about what is going on at the moment. Uh, let's start with ESCOM. The, 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 this one really worries me because in as much as we were told that 
the lights will be on on the 1st of November. What happens if something interrupts that power supply? And even if the lights are off for 20 minutes, is that going to make an impact? Is that going to dent the credibility of the election in any way, shape or form? No, it shouldn't um, really dent uh, the, uh, the image and integrity of the process in a sense that the Commission is well aware of this and therefore they would have a backup uh, to make sure that uh, at each and every voting station um, voting will happen and counting will happen at that voting station and therefore they would have to have um, either uh, you know lamps or whatever me mechanism that they can use for the purpose of voting but elections cannot stop on the basis that there is no electricity of course it's a major inconvenience uh, for many people and it's going to cause a little bit of disruption uh, in the in the electoral process if it does happen um, in the areas where it will be happening uh, but uh, the commission would have to have uh, backup uh, to make sure that that does not actually disturb uh, voting because there is a requirement that after voting has happened then counting must happen at that voting station mm. you know and 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 what if at a place like um, this results operation center there's a blackout because I think this is the precarious nature of things as we speak and 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 there are just so many variables uh, you know up in the air that because it's not as it usually was people are just worried that something or the other could actually scupper this in uh, the election the information that is captured I would assume uh, this is how it does always happen. Uh, it's not only reflected here at the result, and this is not the only area where mm. you find this information. Uh, there is a backup uh, somewhere where that information is going to be kept, and uh, hopefully uh, there are mechanisms that have been put in place, such as generator in those areas, so that it does not actually completely disrupt the process. So even if you had a, back, a, a blackout here, uh, it does not mean that it will affect the information or the credibility of the information that would be receiving because that information would have been captured in one way or another. And then what you will see when now you've got the lights um, is the same information that is actually uh, in the system. Let me take you to a previous election, and I, I'm sure you will remember this. At some point, counting stopped in Gauteng, and that caused quite a little bit of consternation. So talk to us about that. Under what circumstances does that happen? Should it happen? And what are some of the, 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 the pitfalls of things like that creeping in? Remember what happens is that it is not what you see here. It's not the counting. Yes. Uh, it is information that is already captured. So counting happens at a voting station. So at the voting station, the presiding officer would have uh, two... Um, result slips. One result slip uh, will be put or placed outside the voting station so that any person can actually be able to see the results of that station. Mm. And the same information is then taken to the municipal office where it is captured. So capturing happens in different... Uh, so was it the capturing that stopped? It was the capturing that It was the that capturing yeah. that stopped. Why did it stop? And, 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 and you know, explain that to us. Because, obviously, uh, it, it, this is a race that's hotly contested and people will look for any sort of reason to cry foul. Now, if there is a technical problem uh, in the system, um, 
it would actually cause um, you know that particular process where now uh, you've got to stop your processes and make sure that that technical problem is addressed. So even in the uh, the area that you're referring to, um, which happened in the past, it was largely to be able to address uh, the technical problem, and the technical problem was addressed very quickly. Mm. So, Jerry, going forward, special votes tomorrow, and you know, going into the weekend on uh, Monday, the nation goes to vote. What is it that you're going to be looking out for for these elections? Um, this, this, as I was saying earlier on before we started, this is going to be one of the most complex and difficult elections. And it's going to be difficult uh, for the Commission, largely for two things. One, it is at the logistical level. There are quite a number of things that have interrupted the preparations for the elections. Whether you talk about the court cases, you talk about, you know, uh, COVID and the report that uh, the Commission commissioned under Justice Musaneke. Uh, it is one aspect. But the second aspect is that increasingly everybody realizes that uh, there is no longer one dominant party in South Africa. Uh, that increasingly uh, the gap is closing between the political parties. So each and every person uh, believes that they can actually be king makers or queen makers. Uh, you know, so even if I've got one seat, uh, that one seat can actually lend me a mayoral position or an MMC position. Mm. So the contestation is very intense, uh, largely because of those possibilities of hung municipalities and therefore requiring the support of a small political party. So I'll be looking at two things. One, uh, I will be looking at the logistical preparations of the commission, and then it will reflect in the kind of the ballot papers that are presented at the voting station level. So remember, uh, the special vote is almost like a dry run. Uh, even though not every voting station is going to be opening, it's only those where you have received uh, the request Mm. Uh, for special rules that you know the commission would open them, uh, but it gives the the, the commission an opportunity uh, to test their systems. Uh, one of the areas where uh, there have been some difficulties uh, was on the candidate nomination processes, and then making sure that all for the f all four thousand five hundred voting stations receive information that is relevant for that uh, mm. ward. Uh, so if you find that there is a word that receives the ballot papers for another area, that is going to be an indication of what kind of problem you will have the following day. Terry, we're happy that we have you on the SABC's uh, team. So uh, Terry will be keeping an eye on those for us. Uh, SABC News, radio, television, online. Terry Talani, one of our analysts here on SABC. So we'll keep you up to uh, date with all the latest developments. And he's, of course, uh, with uh, IMSA, the Election Management Services in Africa. And uh, Terry Talani is the founder of that institute.